This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Gain, Grow, Retain Podcast, hosted by Jeff Brunsbach and Jay Nathan, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Gain, Grow, Retain is built to inspire SaaS and technology leaders who are facing day-to-day challenges of scaling. Jeff and Jay share conversations about growing and scaling subscription businesses with a customer-first approach. Check out all the episodes. Recently, they did one on onboarding. Such a key thing when you want to get going, keep and retain those clients. So listen to gain, grow, retain wherever you get your podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz. My guest today is Michael Liebowitz. He's the CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio, a laboratory for clear messaging and deeply felt value articulation. Founded for Michael's passion for understanding how the human mind works to drive our decisions. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. So this is going to be just some light and fluffy stuff. We're not going to get into anything very deep at all. Darn it, because I had a whole treatise on the meaning of life all prepared. (laughs) Oh, well. All right. Well, let's uh, dive right in. I think you contend that most of our decisions or key driver of many of our decisions is survival. And that's a little bit of what your work is based on. So maybe I'll just let you start there. Sure. You know, between making a sort of rational decision or a survival decision, well, guess what wins every single time, right? We make survival decisions. I always say to um, when I give my presentations, you know, all of us are the very proud descendant of some long ago ancestor who, when walking on the across the plains, did not turn to the right and say, oh, I wonder if that lion is hungry. (laughs) No, we ran away. Survival decisions win every time. And the core thesis of my approach to messaging is that one of the primary ways, if not the primary way, our neurology is set up to maintain survival is to make sure we surround ourselves with like kind. People who are like ourselves are considered safe and anything that is not considered like kind is to this neurology considered to be a potential threat to survival. So in messaging, the name of the game is how do you present yourself as like kind so that you get them to that safe zone from which they will, in business, buy what you're selling? Because if they're in not like kind survival safety mode, no matter how much they need what you're offering, they will not buy it because there's a part of their brain saying, if we do this, we will die. So... Is it I have to feel like you're like me or is it I have to feel like you get me? Are those two different things? Those are two different expressions of the same root that we are like each other. And therefore, the quote unquote finger quotes logic of this part of the brain goes, I don't want me to die. Therefore, things like me probably don't want me to die either. So let's go hang out with things like me. Why, you know, obviously we make far fewer life and death decisions than these ancestors that you uh, referenced. So why yes. haven't we evolved? I mean, picking the wrong toothpaste uh, shouldn't be a life or death uh, decision. Yeah, that's an excellent question. So even though this neurology is going on, the way it gets operationalized is not necessarily an actual life or death right. decision. It really comes down to identity. The like kind 
this neurology, which I call the critter brain. The light kind the critter brain is looking for is, does your identity match my identity? And so when it comes to toothpaste or a spatula, whatever, what we do is we choose the one that is presenting itself in a way that matches my identity. Because what if someone sees like an actual person or the of judge cosmic judges, <laughs> whatever's going to notice if we associate ourselves with the wrong identity, oh no, right? Then we're going to get punished or whatever. I mean, it, this isn't yeah. literal. This is sort of like a metaphor for what's going on in, in, in the mind. But uh, we want to... We want to choose the things that reinforce and match our identity. So, so in some cases, maybe we could soften it and say it's not necessarily life or death, but maybe it's sure. safer feeling or I, do, or it I, is. I, it all comes I down won't to make a mistake if I make this choice. Is it more like that? Probably. The critter brain doesn't think yeah. in those terms. It does only two things. It does survival and it does emotions. All right. This is why there's that saying like all buying decisions are emotional, but no one ever said what the hell yeah, yeah. they're talking about or yeah, which emotion, yeah. right? Well, this is the core of it. It just does survival and it, it communicates in the language of emotions. This is safe or not safe gives all these good feelings, not safe gives all the bad feelings. And safe or not safe is determined like, is this match my identity or doesn't it? Now these signals get picked up by the human brain, all the logic and all the other stuff that we associate with being human. And that just interprets it to to in the words that you just said right that so the critter brain gives off a signal of hey it's like kind the happy juices go off in the chemistry human brain picks it up and says oh i like this because and it just fills in a story around a rationalization really around why it is that we like it but it was the critter brain making the real decision so does that suggest that we in our marketing should become even more tribal than, you know, in other words, really trying to appeal mm -hmm. to a certain, you know, you're like me and, you know, in your yes. ads and your messaging and your and choices about design yes, and everything. Yeah. The word tribal is now getting a bad it is. name. It is. <laughs> these days. <laughs> However, the term I use and actually part of my process working with clients is we find the belonging yeah, traits. Yeah. What are the traits that signify belonging? And belonging is a baseline state in all human beings. It is without belonging, life is not survivable, quite literally, not survivable. We will all find ways of belonging. This is where you see confirmation bias and yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's all motions of trying to find belonging. It's also what Seth Godin was pointing at when he's talking about tribes, right? He's really just yeah, talking about belonging. Yeah. So how do you signal belonging? is to, is the answer to that question is like, and to, to me, if you can dial that up to 11, <laughs> you are good. Just know your market is, is as, as narrow as you focus, it's probably big enough. <laughs> yeah. So I have for years yeah. been saying people don't want what we sell. They want their problems solved. And I yeah. read a line off your website that uh, gets at good. the same point, but maybe a little more subtle than me. People don't want your thing. They want what your thing means to them. So how do we make that distinction? Yeah. We don't talk about our thing, first off, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's better to talk about what your yeah, thing means yeah, rather than what it is. It, at least, yeah. Human beings, it seems our brains are designed for to do two things above all else. Number one is to filter out most of reality, yeah. <laughs> right? There's too much to pay attention to. 
So we filter most of it out based on our belief systems, which tell us what is important to notice. And the second thing is to attach a meaning to nearly everything. Meanings help us make sense of our world, all right? They give us context for understanding. They help us figure out the relative value between things, right? And really when anyone buys anything, what they're really buying into is the meaning it holds in their world, big or small, or even micro, right? It's like, when I work with someone, the first movement we do is we figure out what's the belief systems underpinning the business. And I like the pressure's off. Your belief system does not have to be profound. The heavens do not have to part. And there's this universal cosmic knowledge that is imparted upon the upon your customers. Like, no, beliefs do not have to be profound. They just have to be true. And when you target your messaging towards beliefs, again, what your beliefs are, and your goal is to find other people who believe the same thing, that's the combination of like kind, right? When you're clear on that, and you're clear on what that means to both you and the, and the customer, that's the, the, the magic, the secret sauce, fill in whatever metaphor you want, that really gets the brain excited. And it says, and that's what creates the, and if along the way you can identify the problem and solve it, excellent. <laughs> And now let's hear from a sponsor. Whether you're looking to sell your business in the near future or just want to make it more scalable and profitable, Work Better Now's virtual assistants can help you get there. Adding a virtual assistant to your team can help you focus on high value activities like business development to boost your bottom line. Work Better Now clients say that their virtual executive assistants have made an impact on their business well beyond their expectations. For only $1,900 a month, you get a full-time assistant who is 100% dedicated to your business. There are no contracts, no additional cost. Based in Latin America with incredible English proficiency and business experience, Work Better Now assistants undergo a rigorous screening and onboarding process. Work Better Now is currently offering duct tape marketing readers and listeners $150 off per month for three months just mentioning duct tape to learn more. Visit workbetternow.com. I had Robert Cialdani on this show a few years ago, author of Influence, and he had told a story that he actually wrote that book so that people would be armed with the knowledge to not be influenced. And of course, it turned mm -hmm. actually into the Bible of influence, <laughs> of you know how to influence. Right. So at what point does this sort of approach turn from being you know truthful and authentic to manipulate? Obviously in the wrong hands, uh, of course, we're talking yeah, about. But yeah. yeah, exactly. It's yeah. intent and focus on what you, if you focus on what you believe to be true, about why you do what you do, the beliefs underpinning the business. And you say, hey, we believe X, right. Y, and Z, either explicitly like that or implied by other ways of, of turning a phrase. It can only result in sort of like the white hat version of it when it comes from a place of, of honesty and introspection and, and truth. To answer like what happens when someone uses it for bad intent, I don't know. I don't yeah, yeah, go there. Yeah. And if I sense a someone wants to hire me who is in that space, yeah. it just doesn't happen. But I, I tend not to attract yeah. them. And they self-select like, oh, this Michael guy, he's definitely not going there. <laughs> because I'm so clear about my belief yeah. system and the meaning behind it that the wrong customers actually self-select yeah. out of my system. 
Well, we could go very far down the the, the rabbit hole of certain tribes being uh, oh, yeah. conned uh, <laughs> into uh, believing that they're hearing uh, the truth, but we won't go there. So let's get, let's, all right, hopefully we've kind of percolated up, you know, the value of what it is you're talking about. So now let's kind of get practical. Like what kinds sure. of messages, you know, are we talking about being kind of the best at creating that attraction and, and desire that you're talking about? Yeah. There are only, from my perspective, there are only two things your audience needs to hear. First and foremost, everything else is a supporting cast member to these two main players. And in no particular order. Number one, what's the main outcome I get from working with you? And for the sake of your listeners, your outcome may or may not be the thing you deliver. Yeah. Right? There's an old saying, I, I forget who coined it. it. It may have been Leo... Burnett or some other a golden age of marketing person. But the paraphrase is people don't want a drill. What they want yeah. is a hole in the wall, right? It's, like, it's classic and everyone knows it. Like the outcome is not I purchased a drill. The outcome I'm looking for is a hole, right? So what's the main outcome of what you do? What this does is it orients your audience in what I call space and time when it relates to marketing which is, am I in the right space with you right now, right? What's the context that we're in together and is it the one I want? So when you clearly communicate the outcome, you help them answer that question quickly. Now, most businesses, I mean, this makes sense, right? It's like, you gotta tell them what the outcome is, of course, that makes sense to me, it's logical. And most businesses do some version of this. Not many of them well, do it well, but they do some version of it. The second thing almost no one does, and to me it's more important than the first one, which is, so number one is, what's the main outcome I get from you? And the second question they're asking is, do we share the same beliefs? Because this gets back to that safety. If we share the same beliefs, you're safe, I will not quote unquote die, and therefore I can buy from you. And if we don't, oh no, the, all the red flashes start going off. And by speaking clearly about your belief system, you take the question mark away from your audience because trust me, our neurology is looking for it. Do, what do you believe? Do we share the same values or how, whatever term you want to put on it? Are you like me? And if we give vague or sort of like indeterminate answers to that question, it freaks our brains out. We start going, you know, you're giving me something, but not enough. So that's where yeah. maybes come from. A foot, yeah. you're like kind, a foot and you're not like kind. And we'll usually default to no, because why risk it? But we just want to know, are you safe to be around? And the way you do that is another word for this is yeah, called trust, right? And the fastest way to trust is simply to yeah. share what you believe, like the fastest. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's why storytelling has, you know, has become yeah. a standard element of, of marketing today. I, I remember when I started telling people 30 years ago, you know, tell them what you believe or tell them your story. They're like, no, they don't care about me. Yep. You know, they want to know what the, what they get. But now it's, you can't pick up a marketing book that doesn't have some aspect of storytelling. Right. In it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is. You really, sh I mean, there's two, what seem to be opposite facing pieces of advice. Don't talk about you, talk yeah, about your cost, yeah, tell them what yeah. you believe, right? It's like, wait, right. wasn't that about me? Like, 
Well, yes, they definitely want to know what you, what your business mm -hmm. believes. Now, if you're a solo operator, that's you specifically. If you're in a business where there's multiple people, it's the collective, here's leadership, here's what we believe. Once they know that, the safety system just calms yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. But there's a really a lot of demonstrating that though, too. It's really easy to say, you know, here's our tagline. Here's what we believe, but it's how they see you respond to complaints on Twitter. It's, you know, there's so many things that exactly. really go into, to really proving that, yeah. you know, it's like saying, trust me. There's two parts to that. One part is from a very early age, we become excellent BS mm -hmm. detectors. And what I mean by BS is actually belief system. From a very young age, we yeah. can, Mrs. when Morrison, someone is my, saying something they don't Mrs. actually Morrison, believe. Mrs. Morrison, my kindergarten teacher. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it comes out in how we communicate. You, we can get a sense for disingenuous communication, yeah. right? When back in the day when Ford was saying quality is job number one, and yet you could tell it's kind of <laughs> not, right? It's like... Okay. You can talk all you want about quality, but you're not embodying it, not just showing it. You're not embodying it in the rest of everything you're telling me. So that's the moment. We are excellent BS detectors. And number two, you're absolutely right. When you say it, it's a promise and you have to follow through on that promise in various different ways in you know, how you communicate. And to me, everything is communication, not just the message. Everything is communication. I, I want to circle back to one of the things you said earlier, because I think this is a real challenge for a lot of people I work with anyway. You talked about what's the main outcome I'm going to get. And I think a lot of times mm -hmm. we don't know, our customers actually don't always know, <laughs> or they, or right. we're making assumptions and they're making, you know, like people come to me as a marketer and they tell me they want leads. Well, half the time they just want control yep. over their marketing. <laughs> You know, they say they want leads. Yeah. And if we promise them leads, right. we, you know, we're saying here's the main outcome. But when you get in there and work with a client for many years, you realize that's not actually what they were after. I mean, it kind of was, yeah. but it wasn't the, it wasn't the yeah. emotional driver. Right. I'll answer that by giving you an example of a previous a past uh, client of mine. This is a client, they make uh, cooking gadgets and they were marketing like, Hey, cook your meal yeah. fast and always moist or whatever, right? Yeah. All the buzzwords. And this also gets back to beliefs don't have to be profound. So the first movement is to find the belief. And it turns out after much digging and my background being behavioral neurology, this is actually a therapeutic technique. So I'm actually doing therapy on the, the, the C-suite <laughs> <laughs> during the whole thing. Finally comes out from the CEO. He says, you know, I know this is going to make me sound superficial, but I love that moment at the dinner party when everyone eats what I, I created and they just look at me like, oh my God, I can't believe you made this, right? And digging deeper, the belief was simply, it's fun to yeah. show off, right? Like fantastic, legit, it's yeah. fun to show off. That's the closely held belief underpinning this business and why these people started this business in the first place. Well, now you can ask another question, which, I, which is the meaning behind the belief. All beliefs have meaning connected to them. Meanings give context, which is then you ask, great. So what good things come to you when you're able to show off? Dig a little deeper, it turns out, well, 
because everyone deserves to feel valued. Oh my gosh. What's the main outcome of this business? It's not fast, moist, blah, blah, blah food. It's feeling valued through the creation of foods and such like that. Well, now you know what the real outcome is. This turned into a message of, do you want to be the star of the dinner party? Because what circles that square is like, I like get to show off and I get to feel valued yeah. from showing off. So now they're talking about dinner parties and how, these are tools you can use to be the star of the dinner party. And notice being the star of the dinner party is an identity. Yep. You can say, I am, if and anything that starts with I am can be formulated into an identity. I am the star of the dinner party. But you can't say, I am moist, fast cooking. <laughs> what? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Plus, I'm guessing that you can charge more now. For the, yeah. <laughs> you can which charge is even more. better. Right. You have, first, I'm going to invite you to tell people how they can find out more about your work. We've obviously scratched the surface, sure. but I noticed you have a, like a two hour kind of masterclass workshop, you know, to everything that you offer monthly. And mm -hmm. I, I will have a link to the website and, and that opportunity because I'm guessing that's probably as easy a way to, to, dip your toe in the water of, you know, what Mike, what Michael Absolutely. teaches. Yeah. The, thank you for bringing up the workshop. The first half is, put this in finger quotes for everyone listening, is my TED talk. I haven't actually been on the TED stage, just want to make that clear. <laughs> but it, it is that kind of talk about how our neurology is wired up to receive and respond to messaging and the whole psychology and neurology right. behind the whole system. Well, now that you learn that stuff, how do I apply it to my business? Well, that's the second half is we actually apply what you learn to your specific business in the workshop. So I love learning opportunities. It's even better when learning opportunities get turned into like, how do I apply sure. this to my business yeah. right now? And right. so that's what Which we do. really we ultimately around. what everybody wants. Yeah. And that's at You come out with a better message than you had coming in. mindmagnetizer.com, right? Awesome. Correct. Yeah. That's the website and you can go register there and all every month through the rest of the year is, is uh, a, you get able to sign up. And for those are small cohorts or, or my max mem cohort 10 is 10 people. So a little bit of interaction. Yeah. So everyone yeah. can get individual attention. When I first started this, I had 15 people in the room yeah, and that was yeah, a lot of yeah. work. <laughs> so I limited it to Good. 10. Awesome. Well, Michael, thanks for, uh, for taking time to stop by the Duct Tape Marketing uh, Podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll run into you one of these days out there on the road. Thank you, John. It's been a pleasure. All right. So that wraps up another episode. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And you know we love those reviews and comments. And just generally tell me what you think. Also, did you know that you could offer the duct tape marketing system, our system, to your clients and build a complete marketing, consulting, coaching business, or maybe level up an agency with some additional services? That's right. Check out the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that Offer Our System to Your Clients tab.